All right, we're motoring now. Man, you just heard feverishly panicking to put his headphones on in the background was Dr. Tim Davis. He was, I don't know what he thought we were doing. We were going. He was just doing a bit of life admin in the background and the look of sheer panic in his eyes as he went, oh my God, we're going. That um, sounds like the song. That's the song. I don't realize, I, he's, he's going to listen to this and I don't think you realize how loud you were putting those headsets on. That's you. I tried usually. to do it quietly. That's Cap- usually Captain you. fumbles. That's yeah. what you sound like when you do it. Yeah, but I have to. You got hands like a giant ape. No, because when I take them off, because I might have to, you know, use the facilities or clumsy brute. Anyway, this is the Ian Prendercast, another Carlton podcast brought to you as always by One Twenty One Media and MGA. My name is Sean Peter Budge, and as always, we're here to chat about the blues. I am joined, of course, by the good doctor. The doctor is in. I've got him on a very, very tight leash tonight, a leash I incidentally found in the dungeon. <laughs> How are you, Dr. Davis? It's leather. I am terrific. Thank it's you very like much, Sean. rhinestones on it and stuff. <laughs> I have a ball gag. <laughs> I, no, I'm very good. Thank you, Sean. I, um, you can find all sorts of different things in people's estates, Tim. You know that. Oh, I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. <laughs> As, as we found out after record last week, but uh, it's probably not for an on-pod discussion. That could be a that could be a story for a um, people's identity <laughs> suppressed to maintain their dignity and told without any recording people, devices around. Maybe to Ming's dinner, perhaps. People worry about the language. Oh, the kids are in the car, might not be able to listen. This is time. The kids, you'd see the whites in the kids' eyes. <laughs> and told them that that story. How are you going, Timbo? Yeah, I'm good. Good. I had a. Very nice weekend away with my wife. Mm-hmm. Meant that I didn't get to go to Marvel Stadium. That, which is that, that is actually extremely good news because I swear I saw you there. You, was, did, you um, did not. There was a man that obviously looked very much like you then. Mm. It was actually quite funny in the end. Uh, <laughs> I was in bed with my wife. Oh. <laughs> and uh, and she was Bit watching... Bit cast after dark. Lisey... Pillow talk. Dr. Davis... Lisey was watching the iPad and she was watching one of the shows that she likes to watch. <laughs> I had the tally on the Carlton North game with the sound on mute. And uh, it was I, because I was watching hardcore pornography. <laughs> <laughs> German. <laughs> but it was it was like it's funny. Like you don't need you don't need the commentary. It does help. It depends on who you're listening to though. Like I know what's going on. I probably didn't know who a couple of the North Melbourne players were, but that's by the by. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but yeah, no commentary. Uh, watched it all, took it all in. Fantastic stuff. Okay, love it. Really do. Really <laughs> like it. Uh, you got no reserves reporting from old mate Denzel? Unfortunately, you no. Know, Denzel didn't help me out this week, but then by the same token, the game was not played down the road and around the corner. Shout out to Jay. Um, was he as bemused by the lengths you went to conceal his identity as we were? I don't know. I didn't try it. I just, I just tried to see if I could get you guys biting on my. I don't think that's a good identity. I think, I think post was, reaction, you have changed yeah, your tune. You were sort of like, "What have I said?" <laughs> I 
I just, I just thought I would just undersell it, and all of a sudden, you guys lost your mind. It was great. It was one of the most ridiculous things you've ever said. It was as and entertaining. That is a, the you, made it, you made it sound like look, we had to get Alan Turing out here yeah. to, to kind of. Does decide. anyone have to cipher? <laughs> <laughs> He's left clues. We need to decipher them. Uh, it was yeah. like the uh, Pearl Harbor. They had some something to do with the weather report. Mm. They were, uh, if the weather was good or bad or indifferent. The weather report that was put out there was in code, mm-hmm. sending out messages to the um, to the Japanese fleet. A simpler time. Uh, that is, of course, Faber Ganoush. So I look to my left. Buonasera, ragazzi. And I catch the eyes of Carlton Twitter's top don. Uh, <laughs> I'm delighted to tell the listeners that Fab and I are taking morning calls again. I'm so excited for you both. Oh. It just it's sort of like your parents have gotten back together yeah. after a messy divorce or we're, something like that. We're going steady. Mm. <laughs> Wearing, someone's wearing somebody else's We were in bed jacket. Sean was on the iPad and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fabian was watching The hardcore pornography <laughs> On mute <laughs> On mute It's the best way to watch it um, Do you want to tell us How you're going? Or, you know, yeah going yeah. well Had a really good Weekend um, Watched the game Went to Kelly organised dinner On a Saturday night which Terrible Check the fixture, Kelly. But uh, you know, a big Carlton supporter. Shout out to um, Aldo. We we watched the Aldo game. de Pepper, de Petta. No, Aldo Lenegro. Shout out, listener. So, listener, really? Yeah, Carlton okay. supporter. And uh, so yeah, watched the game with him. That was fun. And then yesterday, I don't know if it's called an estate when the person's still alive. But we went through my grandma's. Finally, so we stuff? sold we sold Nonna's house. She's in a nursing home. So we sold Nonna's. Sorry, house and unmarked had, boxes had to empty. There was a lot. There was a lot quicker process. Um, yeah, so we had to out the back empty the house to. Um, obviously, the people who've bought it don't want all the Not personal right. belongings. No, and they don't stuff. want your grandmother's belongings. So, no. um, but it was actually quite. Cathartic? No, not even that. Because she's still alive, so you could, you know, I can ring her, hear her voice, and it was more of a reflection on my grandfather, who you know has been dead 19 years type of thing and you're seeing all the old photos of him it's more of that but it was quite funny you know it wasn't a, a sad process it was quite a good day okay it's fun well that's I'm happy for you seeing old photos yeah baby photos baby photos seeing your parents when they're young mm-hmm. Tony I just imagine Tony looking like he's 70 forever no, 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 Tony, Tony was... Uh, I've seen the photo of him looking like a... The Terminator. Mem- I've seen a photo of him looking like one of the Carlton crew at a yeah. junior soccer match. He's wearing yeah. the full, like, 90s parachute tracksuit. Did, did he have the socks? Yeah, the socks tucked in. Dad was a big... That was a huge fan of the uh, socks tucked in. Oh, the tuck, pants tucked tuck into sock. the socks. Yeah. And he had, like, the really heavily tinted glasses on. <laughs> it was a photo, Tony. He looks, he looks like... The Terminator. He looks like in part one where it's very. He looks like Mark Moran's just giving him a hit. So, <laughs> so he's got to take this photo with the under tens, and then he's got to run around the corner, yeah, and knock someone off. Now it's 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 funny to see old photos. Everyone's got a cigarette in their hand. Doesn't matter. Kids are around. The kids have got been. a cigarette in their hand. <laughs> most of them. So um, no, it's good. Good day. Good weekend. Well, that sounds like a lovely, lovely time. Thank you for sharing it with us and the listeners. Um, we're going to go to the ratings and reviews now. We just received the one review this weekend, and uh, it's not a good one. <laughs> um, so we have loved getting these reviews. Keep them coming. We'll throw you a shout-out, as it proves here. Uh, Adam Joseph, 27, gave us one star out of five. Uh, amateur hour, in the worst way. Like, 
maybe he's been watching a bit of pornography on the iPad. Uh, I mean, that's... Generally, is that all it is? Gen- no, no, he's got a... You guys, uh. you guys escape relatively unscathed. Oh, okay. Um, the Prendercast is a hopeless, self-congratulatory amateur show. Everything is negative. It's pretty self-indulgent, to say the least. Sean is the sum of its problems. The one I found irritating when listening to the podcast was the Australian Post guy. That's me as well. He seems pretty happy with himself. <laughs> I support Carlton. <laughs> I support Carlton. I'm not sure that they do. Listen, Adam, Joseph, you fucking bellend. Quote, <laughs> I support Carlton. I'm not sure they do. Well, that's a really sensible assessment, isn't it? Of three guys who put aside hours and hours of their weeks to fucking come together and talk about Carlton. Go pies! Yeah, really. <laughs> We're all here because we can't stand the joint, you dickhead. So... That's not making it a contest, by the way, because there's lots of people out there doing the same thing. He's not the guy who played for us. That's Aaron Joseph. Yeah, that's the one. Um, There's lots of people out there making content. They're not doing it because they hate the joint. (laughs) Yeah? Do you even think before you talk, Adam? Honestly. What an idiot. And yes, we are an amateur show. Like, this is the definition of amateur. It's the entire conceit of making a podcast and fan made content, you idiot. Um, (laughs) <laughs> We're not live from the home of Osterio. No, no. And I am actually a little bit interested in closing on Adam. I'm a bit concerned about his comprehension. That There's only three of us on the show and he's confused me for one of you again. So, like... So Sean and the post. And the other guy. That's the same guy. <laughs> it's me. So, you know... Buenos Aires... What do you say? River, River Dirty regards <laughs> to you, Adam. But um, send your ratings through... <laughs> The funny thing about this guy's review is it sounds like he actually semi-regularly listens. Yeah, yeah. It's like, stop if you don't like it. (laughs) Like, just stop doing it. I hope you're having a good day, Adam. If you got this, send us another one. Um, And just on that, actually, it's funny someone mentioned negativity because I was having a chat with someone at the footy club yesterday and one of their friends listened to the show. Which footy club? Box Hill. Yep. And they said that Sean they talks. they said Actually, that they enjoyed the show and whatnot. And they said, oh, you know, uh, the one thing is you, you know, you're too negative. And I sort of thought, I found it kind of interesting because we're not here to blow smoke up the footy club's ass, and we're not here to blow smoke up anyone who listens to us. You're all smart enough and know enough about the footy club hmm. to know, geez, we probably didn't play well, did we? Or, geez, that inf- we're going to talk about the information transparency. Geez, that is pretty frustrating, isn't it? The bottom line is not everything any footy club does is perfect or brilliant all the time or as good as it could be or needs to be on the field, off the field and the like. And I just think that when people come at you go, oh, it's negative. Well, last week we were pretty soundly beaten by a team we beat twice last year. The week before that, we gave up a 50-point lead to nearly lose. The week before that... We went to the Gold Coast and were pretty soundly beaten without giving much of a yelp. Like, what do you want us to sit here and go, geez, the boys really tried hard, Fab. They really gave Put it's, it's not, But we're also not Room in that... Room for in, improvement. No, but we're not in that phase of our rebuild where we're searching for, for highlights and, and in, you know, little bits where we can take... Oh, we can take that part of the game that, and go forward. We're kind of... Moved past that. So, um, and then, look, I think too we always endeavour as well to be constructive. You know, it's not just baselessly bashing people and leaving the conversation at that. But it's also, people don't want to listen to us for an hour giving a circle jerk on how good the current football club is. Well, especially when you might have lost. Hmm. It's it's one of those weird things where I'm like, yeah, I just, I don't know what Carlton show would be overly positive about the last couple of weeks. Hmm. And and if they are, I think they're, you know, they're, they're clearly... Overlooking the obvious, and mm. and at the end of the day, you know we're not 
you know, we're, we're wanting for more. You know, <laughs> we, we, we want to see ultimate success for this football club now and for the future. And, and obviously we're not, we're not making changes and, you know, we don't have the power brokers listening and going, eh, we'll do that next week. You know, we, we don't for one moment thinking, thinking that we're affecting change directly. No. However, we're... They did play Don't Look Back in Anger at the ground on they, Saturday there night. There we go. Maybe they have... Imagine they start playing the playlist. <laughs> Maybe they have. There's additions, to the, there's additions this week. There's additions this week. There are because... The boys are are back. back. (laughs) So we won. When we win, it's like the donuts after the game. When we win, we get donuts. When we win, we get 90s bangers. So, yeah, I said, it was just a conversation I found interesting when I thought, I just thought, well, my attitude is I'm sure the listeners would appreciate, and not just of our show, but of every one of the Carlton shows, there's nothing I hate more than whether it be about Manchester United or a film I've liked or I'm interested in or whatever. There's nothing I would hate more than some disingenuous fluff that you can see through. Mm, You're listening to people talk about and you're like... Jesus Christ, mate. But there's also cool. three opinions on here. Yeah. And we all don't agree. It's like the Lego movie. Everything is awesome. Yeah, that's not the case, is it? That's just not craggle. how it works, unfortunately. Oh, there it is. That's and the first one. We're away. <laughs> this is a quintessential 90s. It's a very good 90s. Iconic banger. I might make a statement, an outlandish statement after this. You do it right now. We're, I'm just dropping the volume a little bit. I'm going to go with this is a bit of in, cruel intentions, Fab. In isolation, yes. Urban Hymns is the best album of the '90s. This is the only song I know of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a brilliant album. Very hard to follow up, and I'm not saying that the Verve didn't have other, but it basically not topping this. So um, I drove to Adelaide with a mate of mine, Craig Hanks, big doggy supporter, oh, brother of Tom, <laughs> um, to Uncle catch up with Kinger's One New Year's and listen to that song pretty much the whole way. It's like it's a good stuff. It's like an eight-hour drive, Tim. That's like a five and a half minute song. So I don't know we played the album. <laughs> oh. Just played that. We'll listen to it again. <laughs> and we probably mixed it up with a few other things along the way too. Yeah, so cool, like it. It's funny how you you've associated that song with that trip. I also associate it with when I got a I got a speeding ticket in Craig's dad's car. I had been driving the car, I shit you not, for eight seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good eight seconds, very fast. <laughs> Who are you, Dom Toretto? No, we were in <laughs> we were in Horsham and we changed we changed drivers and you know, Craig said he was ready to have a break. I've This uh, is on the same trip. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And uh I've I've pulled out mm-hmm. and uh and I've accelerated, and I said to Craig, I said, geez, it's got a bit of power, doesn't it? <laughs> and other side of the road, there was a copper. He's got me, he's pulled me over, and it's sort of like, shit. <laughs> How fast? Oh, I was probably going 75 in a 60 zone or something oh, like that. So fucking delinquent. Yeah. You're a hoon. And the funny thing is we decided to try. <laughs> Look at, we, check, check out Peter Brock over here. <laughs> but we drove to avoid the cost of a plane ticket, yeah. try and keep it a bit cheaper because we were uni students in those days mm. and probably should have just caught the plane and saved the money. In did the you, end, yeah. Did you go Dutch on the fine? No. I wouldn't have either. No, good. I, was good. I was happy that you didn't stress that point. He's like, no, Craig and I don't speak <laughs> over that matter. Um so that's a 90s banger. That'll be on the playlist. Prenda DJ just doing some um, tidying up from last week. A couple of attempts this week, very creative attempts to uh, get the link between the never-ending story. <laughs> um, Adrian uh, Salerno, your man, 
We we're like clones of Bastion riding the lucky dragon into the abyss <laughs> of our never-ending story. Our rinse, repeat, and reliance on too few rolls on. Uh, you and Morgan, uh, never-ending story was sung by Dustin in season three of Stranger Things. This song cleverly draws name association to be, uh, compare Crips's 2022 with Martin's 2017 seasons. Well thought through, Sean Pilach, in also satisfying uh, Fabian's desire for 80s bangers. And then Steph, uh, surely this week's uh, Prenna DJ is about Falcor. As per his wiki entry, he, quote, gives advice to people when they have lost hope in many things <laughs> they set out to do. Game plan, structure, ability to pivot, conceding scores. Falcor has the answers. No, no, it was just because it was a really long so, show. Yeah. They're all wrong. <laughs> I love the creativity. I love the imagination. But it was that the show ran an hour 50. <laughs> and I felt like it was never going to end <laughs> as I sat there going, Jesus Christ. It was a little more literal than normal. <laughs> so, yeah, not a lot of subtlety on that one. But... We are making some changes that will hopefully tonight see the runtime shrink and then next week shrink again. <laughs> hence, the, hence the gag ball. <laughs> so, yeah, hence I brought that. Tim's got it ready to go. Um, so As a collective, good. we're walking into very cold water. That's what we're going to try are, and do. We just, are. Just. So I thought uh, on the game itself, um, for anyone who hates that patter stuff, we're on to that now. Uh, it was a pretty neat... It irritates the, the Jesus out of some, some people. Some people, it's like, yeah, just scrub through, guys. Um I thought it was a pretty neat snapshot of our season to date in a lot of ways. Impressive in a short burst that was good enough to ultimately win the day, but sort of frustratingly stagnant for a touch too long otherwise. Um, but this week, I suppose, in a, in a good um, change of pace, the score worm had the right trajectory. Uh, it was our first half that was underwhelming. Tim, in a top-line sense, how do you sum up the performance? Uh, I, re- I actually I really liked it. I, I still remember talking with David Finney at the shout out to David Finney um, in the Melbourne practice match. Son of Albert. <laughs> um, now the Melbourne practice match where our pressure holding the ball inside 50 was really, really good. And I reckon second half that was back. We weren't great in the second quarter. They got it on their own terms and ran it a little bit. And I reckon as the game ramped up, um, we I think we were back to what we were doing very early in the season. And it was north, and I think you've always got to have the caveat on that. The way that we want to play, we were able to do in the second half against north. Will we be able to do that against other teams or not? I don't know. But we, on this pod, were screaming for dare uh, and preparedness to switch the angle of attack and do something a little bit different rather than you know reverting to just to bombing up the line. And they did it. Mm-hmm. Again, did North allow them to do it because they're not AFL standard and that, like the same sort of pressure that we witnessed under Frio, we just couldn't kick through the pressure that they gave us. But against North, we looked like we were playing the footy we want to play. Will we be able to do that against others? Well, that's the challenge. But but I liked what Carlton gave us this week. 100%. Yep. Uh, as the great man once said, Fabian, lads, it's the kangaroos. Um, we've spoken about this in the past, about... You know, great United teams, and at the moment it's Liverpool at City. It's the it's the you know, preeminent teams of the day do this. Beat that day's opposition in the tunnel. Yeah. Yep. And particularly when you're playing at home. Those great sides would start fast and they'd make the first 10 to 15 minutes absolute torture. And even if they didn't score, they've exhausted mentally, you're done. Yep. You're physically, you're emotionally, you're so wound up, you get out there. Sometimes it's fine to show contempt for your opponent. So we aren't a premiership-winning side right now, but we're much, much better than North, mm. and they've shown us contempt in the past. Having contempt in the right way, having contempt with 
the attitude of... Jack Silvani had contempt. <laughs> Surely did. What did he say specifically? Did he say... It, it looked like he said... Your whole team is shit? It looked like he shit? said, you are, your team is, you are dog shit. Yeah. And then he said, shit. Oh, okay. Mm. He definitely reiterated the shit. He took the mouth guard out to make sure he, he understood him. Mm. But I'm saying with contempt, but there's... You still got to make sure that what you're doing, not contempt and then just going out there lackadaisical. You got to go out there with go out there with a ruthless edge. That's it, yeah. and a methodology. And that's why I agree with Tim. I thought whilst the opposition we have to take with a grain of salt, it is North. The methodology was improved. Yeah, I'd be half a mind like I'd be half a mind to go. Weedering doesn't need to be reminded of the the Larky situation last year. That was really probably the worst night of his career in yep. the sense of the flack that he got afterwards and he was the brunt of jokes and all the like. So he probably would have been suitably steeled for a good showing. But I would have been sitting in the in the meeting sort of before the game and kind of going, oh, this is a fucking, this is a great, this is our night. And having a half having a joke going to Harry going, how many are you eyeing? Four, five? But it's process, isn't it? No, you just go seriously. Go, You guys should have a good night tonight. Go look forward to it. Mm. Go play together. Play well, and you'll all bring your straw to the water, and you'll all get reward. Yeah, and it'll be really fun. That'll lift everyone. Going, your energy, you know, Harry's energy is going to be great. Going to be high five and taking big marks, and he was great on the night. But I'd be half a mind to kind of to use that tack to go. This is a, this is a team that we should beat, and we should enjoy beating them because we should beat them well. And that's swings and roundabouts. That's how football works. Sometimes you're the hammer. Sometimes you're the nail. <laughs> and we've been the nail for We've it. been the nail for a very, very long time. Um, so I thought last week's body had the headings um, prepare and adapt. And on that last point, and, and I suppose specifically about last year's game, we know that this North group doesn't and wouldn't have really rated us, worried about us. They would have been setting themselves going, we can win. Mm-hmm. We can only win a handful of games this year, but we can win this game. And that's what poor teams do sometimes. We've done that in the past. Um, and for much of the first half, it really did feel that way. They were dragging our defenders up the field. They were running back towards goal. Stevenson was freewheeling across the centre line and across the wings, just dictating didn't, didn't the Didn't he disappear? But just half. dictating... The, he had 15 or something in the second quarter, just dictating the pace of the game. We couldn't launch from the back half and we battled to keep it in our own front half. Tim mentioned that. We're going to come back to that. Sometimes... Timbo, it feels like we go into games with a very regimented idea of how we want to play. And when that's not working, we don't really seem to adapt quickly enough. And Saturday night was a great, frustrating example of, like, it was so tough to watch. We weren't switching. We weren't going C-shape. We kicked down the line far too often. And in a weird sort of, like, it it was such a, it was such a chore to watch the game. Because mm. you're sitting there going, why are we making this such... Was so much more difficult than it needs than to be. Do, you, to do be. you think... And then, sorry, the point is, in the second half, you come out and you nail some really basic fundamentals around ball movement, around chaining out of half-back, around, you know, using the width of the ground through Fisher or O'Brien, and you cut them to ribbons. Yeah, you do. Mm. You do. And Vossi, going to Vossi's press conference, he said it's not about... They said, what did you change? That chair's going to snap soon. So How did you replace it? With a comfy You've one. stolen enough other furniture from the office block, but you're still a decent chair. Um, but Vossi touched on... No, it's the answer. Um, Vossi touched on... No, they asked him, what did you do differently? And he said, maybe it's not what we did differently. It's 
being consistent in what we're doing. That's and the most overused word in football at the moment. Consistency? Yeah. No, it's scores from turnovers is the biggest. <laughs> you love that one. <laughs> it doesn't it's, make... not, it's not consistency, it's execution. Mm. You need to execute yeah. that. So, and I don't... And perhaps initially we just weren't executing the way we wanted. So it wasn't necessarily that we need a change. We actually just need to do what we want to do yep. correctly. And there was, you know, a few times, as you said, down the line, like, it's, it's like there. we're trying to find Goldstein. It's ridiculous. Yep. And when we stopped doing that, apart from hitouts, he was rendered useless. Useless. Even then, I think hitouts to advantage and all that, goal, um, oh, yeah. did very well. Yeah, you know, I think he halved it. I gave, I gave him a vote, and a lot of people were... <laughs> A little bit ticked off that I didn't give Saad a vote, but that was ridiculous. <laughs> no, no, I thought he played well, but I thought he was exceptional. He was remarkable. <laughs> but our votes, we're, we're not. Give, we're, I mean, we're not, we're not given. We're not given a Brownlow vote here. It's, we, we, it's, it's more like a best and fairest type thing. Where what did I want to see from TDK, and what did he produce? It matched up, so I felt obliged again, to give him a vote. I'm just really worried that you two guys, you do not understand the SI Morales Memorial Buster Nut Trophy. That is the quintessential. You will not have a more. So you, would you? Would you prefer in lieu you of, will not of a have vote? A, that's why we're going to give him. We're going to skip ahead. We're going to give TDK the SI Morales. Yep. That's what that award is for. You need a soundbite for the intro of this little segment. No, it needs to be "Who do you love" from the movie when oh, Bob's on his. I don't really don't want to watch the movie again. When Bob's on his Harley at the start, "Who do you love?" You know when he's going down the highway. No, I haven't watched this movie. Can in you years. just give it to us, and I'll just use you doing it? No. Give it to us. Nah. In a I'd, clear, I'd, I'd, crisp, I'd, give it to us. What, the who do you love? Yeah, just... Re- who do you love? We'll just use that. You're going to cut that out? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it just easier to get the movie? No, not now, because I've got that. We don't have to pay for the rights for that. <laughs> don't have to pay for rights or anything. Um, yeah, like TDK. I mean, yeah. kicking down the line and stuff, no disrespect here, but Goldstein, very experienced, mm. knows what he's doing, body positioning, reading the ball, all that kind of stuff. But we when just, we don't go there, you notice how TDK was in... The chains, the, the linking up, so it's... Use your athleticism. That's right. We have an athletic ruckman. So apart from the point, hit point outs, of difference. we actually yeah. have an advantage. Oh, it was interesting too, Tim, disappointing to find out you weren't at the game because this question was for you. Um, I had a note and I made the note when it, it had that smell about it at half time where you just went, let's see how we react. Yeah. This is a litmus test. Third, qu- third quarter. Because everyone in the ground... Both sets of rooms are all saying the same thing. Yep. Carlton's third quarters are terrible. Yep. Let's go get them. We're probably not talking about it, but everyone's thinking about it yep. down in the rooms. Whatever levers they've put in place the last week or two. Do you reckon we don't talk about it? Or do you reckon we, it, it's the focus of our half They line? should probably talk about it during the week, but I don't know if they'd mention it on okay. the game. But I was actually a little bit concerned. It was a really, really good crowd in. For a Saturday night Carlton home game against North Melbourne, Marvel Stadium, it was a really good crowd. 40-odd thousand? I don't know what the crowd... But just you look no, around... No, it's 40-odd thousand. That's unbelievable. So I was really worried. I sat there thinking, we've got to send this crowd home happy. This is a, a predominantly Carlton crowd. They've come here to see some good footy. They've come here at the bare minimum to see a win. This is a crowd. These are not... You go along every week because they've maybe picked a softer game. They expect mm. the club to win. And it was... I thought... We've got Adelaide next week. If you can get a win tonight and have a decent win tonight, you'll get some repeat business next week. It means so much for the club and the coffers and all that. Um, but ultimately, 
I suppose I can't answer the question because you weren't there because you didn't. You I'll ask it anyway. I'll see if I can. But no, but it was all if it's atmosphere related or whatever, <laughs> yes. Timbo, you can't. How was the hot dog at half time? You couldn't even pick it up through the speakers. You had it on mute for heaven's sake. No, yeah, you, didn't, you don't even know. You, for all intents and purposes, you were watching last year's game, <laughs> an empty stadium. You know what? Ask Kate, the question. Oh, I'm not going to because you won't be able to answer. Timbo, it. how was the atmosphere? I'll give you another question. I don't question. know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to take your word for it, Sean. It looked pretty good. Uh, well, you answer it then. Well, you answer your own question or, or... We're on tender hooks a bit. Okay, and you could feel that, you obviously. You could feel there was a trepidation of... Mm. But... Well, I, that, was, that was the feeling in the lounge room, and I was... You know, I texted a few of you, and um, and Terry even responded. Terry was the only one who responded confidently. He said, no, nah, no, nah, we've got this. Mm. He goes, it just hasn't... We haven't executed well. We've got this. I'm thinking, shit, he's the only one who isn't nervous. Good on him. I wasn't nervous. I was more intrigued as to, let's see. I was like. We, we were being tested. Let's that, see how that, this goes. We need to start well. It was an they examination did. and it was, where are we at? You can answer this one, Timbo. Yes. <laughs> but once we came out after halftime, the real exciting thing and the really pleasing thing was we didn't get give them time to settle. No. We didn't give them time to put us on the back foot. Yep. We put the foot to the throat. Yep. We had two goals in two minutes. Yeah. We really, and I think Charlie. Yeah, we came hard. Um. I think here I got it. I got it was Nunes and then Charlie inside too. Larky got one back. Martin got that back quickly, which yep. is good. Uh, and then Chera, Mackay, Owies, and Weedering shut the door. Bang, bang, bang. Yeah. Very much so. And you went, we put 40 on him in a quarter once we actually finally got into gear. It was so important to not give them an interest in the game. No sniff. Yep. Absolutely. It, and every other game. Kill the spirit. Yeah. And th- this is the thing momentum in football is magnificent. And the moment you give it up, you leave yourself vulnerable. When you've got it, you you just you just got to run with it. And um, you know, a few a few of the games that we've played, we've been able to come out hard and fast and stamp our authority on games and do things well. But too often we've been doing it too early. As it played out against North, to have that ascendancy at the start of the third quarter and really hammer it home was something that we've probably not done this year. Even pre-season, we were we were doing better early. So to be able to start showing something a bit later in games ride the momentum, finish it off comfortably. Much, much better way to be able to watch the footy. Absolutely. Just as I gazed over at Fabby scrawling in this little notebook, it's like Jonah Hill's notebook in Superbad. No, it's just my dawdle. It's just all just dawdles. You're just drawing dicks, aren't you? <laughs> and like that, that medium, what's his name? Tyler Hamilton? Uh, Tyler Perry or something like that? Tyler Perry's an actor and director from Medea. Tyler something. He's like this... He's, he's, uh, you think of John Edwards? No, he's a medium, and he, he's kind of scribbles up and down. Crossing over with John Edwards, you know, remember that? That, you, that was big. That was, it was big. Enormous. Though. Yeah. He used to do like stadium tours and was stuff. Was that like late nineties, early two thousands? Yeah, ish. Yeah. Ish. Um, but obviously, Fab in the end, it was really pleasing. I mentioned just before, uh, it was good to get on top by playing an attractive brand of footy. You know, chaining out a half back with hands. Yep. Route one. Overlap run. Kicking better to you know to actual. Sort of favourable matchups. Mm-hmm. Um, going up the middle was great. Yep. Do you know what? I, and I've saw and we'll give the guy a shout out because I have seen one of the mailbox questions, but it's not the only time I've seen it. A lot of people were saying, "Lob, Lob Lockie O'Brien was basically spacing out onto the wing, and a couple of times, you know, we kept ignoring him and going through. Sometimes he's rolled the middle to get the ball, and I'm thinking, 
spacing yeah. the ground is important. Sacrificial leads, sacrificial yep. runs. What that does is that teases his opponent. Does he go he inside? He can't commit. He does can't he, take two steps. No, no. Does he go inside yeah. and guard that and leave Lockie? That's what I'm saying. He's two steps to the wrong way. Over the top. And if he goes to Lockie, he yep. opens up the lane. Yep. So, um... So sometimes that's what I think frustrates me a little bit with not just the conversation around Lockie O'Brien, but the modern conversation about wingmen. It's so much about width mm. and sacrificing your own game and your own stat sheet. Mm. Like, it's just that's just how it's played. Yep. Langdon is the flavour of the month at the moment and gets a lot of kudos for the way that he plays the role, but you'll notice that they want him to be real wide. Yeah. They want him to be... they To defend him, you almost stand boundary side. Because he wants to be as wide as he possibly can. He does want to come in, in board. But when you but early in the game, Lockie O'Brien's received did a whole lot of you know gut running, handball receives on the outside wing. It then says to the opposition, they're using this guy. Yep. Yep. So mentally That's right. Let's it's even with the sacrificial leads. Eventually you're gonna get the ball because if someone goes, Well, Jack Silvani's been leading out there all game. They ain't going to him. Then, you know, you have to use him occasionally to say, hey, hey, that's a legitimate option. We need to then defend that. It's like the run versus pass in the NFL. You you skew it one way. If you run all day, they stack the box. Yeah. All pass offense. Yeah. (laughs) So you... That's why when it's... You have to give them variety. Fourth and 30. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not rushing. We've got no one rushing. (laughs) Yeah. Fourth and 30. You've had a a bad set of downs. (laughs) What's happened there? Oh, to win a Super Bowl, what what were the Pats against us for the Hail Mary? They were were fourth and a mile. Fourth and eternity. Um, The other note I've got here is not so much about the game, um, but something I think that's worth talking about just generally from a Carlton perspective. Under the heading Transparency and Accountability, there was a bit of talk you know, fairly late in the week around the naming and subsequent withdrawal of George Hewitt and then Zach Williams was obviously named and made way on the um, on the day for Lockie Plowman. And then there's the conversation sort of ongoing around just general injury reporting. Fab, are fans right to be a bit miffed by this? Like, is it just a case of we should we should be willing to accept that the club might be searching for a 1% advantage by playing classic Ducks and Drakes mind games... But, but are we right to kind of go, if like if we picked that, by we I mean the Carlton fan community, mm-hmm. that George Hewitt's not playing, well, North Melbourne did as well. Yeah. I don't think you're gaining that 1%, even if you think you are. I, I, I think this comes down to a historical lack of transparency that even if now, even if this weekend, and Vossi said that... Um, Zach had some tightness, and they gave him the Saturday. See, that's why that's what frustrated Saturday me morning. about the conversation about George Hewitt. If he was touch and go, why they rule him out Friday morning? Maybe, yeah. I, I, look, keep I, him till Saturday. So, and then make the call around the two Saturday morning. Someone's coming out of the twos because Hewitt's not playing. Hmm. Give him the extra twenty four hours. So, with that, yeah, there's, there's, there's there potentially is a bit. We could be looking into it. A little bit too much, but I think it comes from a historical lack of transparency. And any a, information we did get was quite often a whole lot of bullshit. And that's so, why I, I just as, and I always say it as a bit of a gag. You know, 
I rang uh, Andy McKay and Mark Murphy's one to two weeks away because we got that for 17 weeks mm. when he did the syndesmosis. He was one to two weeks away for 17 weeks. Granted, I reckon when he did that injury, we, as a football public... Didn't understand the syndesmosis. We weren't aware of how bad a syndesmosis was. Well, Liver just had his operated on and played in a premiership. And we were just waiting for something to happen. We were waiting for some kind of soothsaying witch to, like, you know, rub some beads over Murph's ankle. It's good now. And it's like, it's, I think it's fine. <laughs> and he's like, it feels bad still. <laughs> like, oh. um, but, no, I totally agree. I just think that this is, a, this is a microcosm of a bigger problem that the club's had. And read the injury reporting. I just wanted on the record that I actually feel really sorry for whoever's job it is to write that. Yeah. Because they are spinning or attempting to spin chicken shit into chicken salad. Because they're given nothing. Well, they're they, given vague nonsense. They they go on about fan engagement and what fans want to see. And Cookie emailed us all about, you know, giving some input. Yeah, about know. some honesty, Cookie. Yeah, I think, you know, we've gone beyond that bit. Well, just, just be upfront. We're not gaining anything. We just want to be told. Because we are so invested emotionally. I've got as, two points for you. Well, we've also proven that we have enough depth that we can cover a lot of these things anyway. And, you know, when it means that, you know, um, Jack Carroll gets to debut and you bring Liam Stocker back in. We've got enough soldiers that are ready to come in and and step in straight away and perform that if we've got guys that are not quite right, just be honest enough to say, you well, know, and, and if it is... But that's Matt the Hewitt Kennedy's, thing. Yeah. That's the Hewitt thing, isn't it? Because, like, Hewitt didn't train all week. And if you just say... Wasn't it the captain's run? We've, elect, we've elected You're to like, manage him this week. He's... Not going to play. Yeah. You go, okay, that's all right, fair enough. But then as you say, if you've got to name a team on Thursday night, you're saying, right, well, for now he's in, because if he gets up, we'll play him. Yeah, why don't we throw him 12 hours later? Because in the next 12 hours, he didn't improve significantly. When the game was a further... <laughs> the soothsaying witch yours. <laughs> the the game was, was a thir- further, you know, Oksana or something. Yeah. The game was a further 34 hours away. It's like, what are we doing? Uh, fab, are we... Is the injury stuff protecting a certain someone? It potentially could, you know. Maybe not from the external so much, but maybe for himself, mm. you know, from a mental point of view to think, okay, just... Because it is a conversation. We've, you know, that, that thing of we've got your back, don't, you know, mm. don't stress about it, do your job properly. Maybe, maybe they don't want him to have that sense that Teague might have had that, you know, my job was on the line mm. and having to get people up if they're not ready to be up. Even David Teague th- playing players who we should have moved past but still playing him because he or was... weren't fit. You know, wanting the wins for the now. Even little things like, you know, I saw a photo just in the... In literally, he's sort of half in the shot, kind of, he's not the focus of the shot, but David Cunningham was obviously training. And you're like... Do you want to kind of like make a bit of a deal about this? Lord this, yeah. The fact that he's back on the track, how good's this? Oh, mate, Pierre said he's still about eight weeks away. Yeah, the injury the, report said he was like eight to ten yeah. or something like but that. But he's sort of like... But he's there. So like, no, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying, oh, he's ready to play in two weeks, but it's like, do you want to kind of make a bit of a deal about the fact that he's actually reintegrating into training and mm. give us some vision or have a chat with him mm. or have a chat with Jack Russell about what's his program look like now the next phase is clearly moving into the next phase. It's good news. It's, it's a, good a great opportunity. Yeah. That, but that would also help. You know <laughs> no, what I mean? 100%. It's a great news story that Carlton fans would receive really positively. You go, oh, fantastic. And the same thing goes for Marchbank. Marchbank did his knee about a year ago. Yep. And you're sort of going, where is he? What's he doing? 
how far away is he? I still maintain he fucking didn't get bone bruising against Brisbane in that practice match. Marchbank? Oh. No, I reckon there's no chance he did. I reckon he properly did something to his knee then. Because he came back and played a game or two in the hub and then was on ice again and then came back and did his knee five minutes into a VFL game. You reckon he might have stretched it I reckon he might have done something prior and they've just said, yeah, he's done it with bone bruising. You're not going to see him for four months. Yeah, I don't, he's I, done bone bruising. I'm not going to delve into this conspiracy theory. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's just pure speculation. But um, <laughs> It's entirely baseless. Yeah, it's um, entirely without foundation. Um, well, you'd hope not. You'd hope not. And I doubt and, it. And look, that's me putting, connecting the dots and, and, you, yeah. and you're sort of going... It could, all, great, it could all just be, especially with Mark, it could all just be just unlucky. We don't have a great history with being on the level. So, yeah. it's an opportunity. It is. Yeah. And, th- and what th- are Brisbane doing that is so good as far as injury? Maybe they're just lucky. Um, Timbo, I've got a question for you here. Yes. It's got to be more Because than that. you and Fab are better place than me to comment on this. Uh-oh. The other point I had around here was just accessibility and just more about school holidays came and went, no open training, yep. no kids' clinics, no chance to press the flesh with the fans and get them down and get them involved. And I get that we're in a COVID environment. That's not, not uh, you lost me there. No, We're not. No, no, no. But from their. The in, society are using it, yeah. Their yeah, internal yeah, yeah. messaging. I get that we're in a COVID environment. I get that there's an ongoing construction that complicates things, maybe. Um, but we shut the gates on our fans way, way, way too often. And, you know, you guys have got young kids, and this stuff means something to them. You don't need young kids. You remember when you were a kid and you go to training and you're on the fence and you see your heroes. Up close, it's 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 a thrill. Yeah, I just feel like we've it's spoken. A thrill. I feel it's, like we've had this conversation. You need before. to have these little experiences that make you it into this bond you to the club. Because if you think about, it, if you take a step back and think about it, what we do as supporters, not just Carlton, all clubs, we're crazy. Mm. Before the game, I'm sick. You know, sick in the stomach. I'm starting to get. You know, it's an intangible nervous and stuff. for is, what yeah. for what I'm, I get nothing out of it we win a yeah. premiership I get nothing out of it it's an intangible relationship it's a financial burden apart yeah. from that it gives me it's an emotional else. burden the, the reward you get is intangible but at the end of the day you you elect to live a life where it be, it's it's a priority mm. and you make time for mm. it and, and and once you've had that experience you get it but then there's people like Kelly who you know, the people who say, oh, it's just a game. Don't get it. It's just a game. If you're saying it's, you don't get it, yeah. if that's your comment, it's just a game, you don't get it. I, and I, that's Kelly, fine. If you say that one more time, I'm going to pick you up and throw you out the window. It's just and, a game. She's quite light. <laughs> um, Mind you, for, but for her it is. Yeah. I've seen her lose three grand finals in a draw. Mate, within five minutes, she, she's off doing it's, something. It's now. done. She doesn't she care. She makes it scones. Um, I work with a bloke, Andy Stewart, who is a he's from Nottingham originally. Barry obviously is a Nottingham Forest fan. Could be a Notts County fan. And he's he's very Do very you call excited. Him the sheriff? No, I don't. But he I, he's very very excited. Shout about, out to Alan. Uh, they, they will they they're close to a return. They're going to play Bournemouth away, and who are second, they're third. If they win. They, they're almost yeah, they're, safe. I think they're going to finish second. Yeah, they might finish second and avoid the play-in, and it'll be the first time they've been in the Premier oh, League for an awfully 20, long time. 20-odd years. If, if they've even been in the modern era they of have, the yeah, Premier League. They were one of the foundation teams in the Premier League. Well, but they're on the decline after you know Champions League successes and all Champions that sort of stuff. Champions League success was in the 1980s, Tim. It was yeah, 1980. This, this is what yeah, I'm yeah. saying. So but, they were, but he's got a son... 
but they were a good. They were a decent enough team in the early nineties, and yeah. they, they kind of suffered relegation in the yeah. early part of the nineties. They bounced back. They were in the Premier League. Well, yeah. The point well, is, Kino played for him. The point yeah. is, he has an eight-year-old son who has all the kits, wears all the gear, he watches every single game. He's never been to a game, but he he is devoted to this. And uh, as you just sort of said, he goes, if, if we can get into the EPL, and you know, he just said, this is everything. So you just, you, when you, to hand that on to your kids, and that's like what we're looking to do, and that there is opportunities for the club to be able to really galvanise support, and they're, they're, they're not quite taking it. And they're very small steps. You just have an, an open training, have a big thing. And they did, you went to some in the, in the pre-season, and they made some efforts there, which was good. And you're sort of going, mate, school holidays, it should be just home runs. It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. It's like, I don't, what are you doing, guys? Maybe they are saying it's more responsible at the moment to not, but it's again, like, guys, I, I still think on. you're missing a trick. And I don't know, the last thing I want to say on this is, I just feel like sometimes the club are absolving the players of a responsibility that needs to be drummed into them the second they walk into the joint takes 10 to maybe 20 minutes out of your week to have a chat to some geezer on the fence, mm. to grab a photo with a kid who might be there. They kick, try kick hard post-game. The They're good post-game. Yeah, level, but, but I know that. But, but that you training, can do, you can do more. it's a bit more intimate and a bit more sort of you know yep. special. And it's like, I don't care if you don't want to do it or if you think the guy's a nuffy or whatever the case may be. Mm. It's actually easier just to do it and grin and bear it. Go, okay, thanks, mate. But, we'll yeah, see you next yeah time. but don't grin and bear it. Put on, put because I, I still remember. I agree. I, I grin and bear it's a phrase. Yeah, like but as, as a kid, I still remember the ones who kind of gave you nothing. Hundred percent. And you think back on it, you're like, he was a bit of a dickhead, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, Mill Hannah, I, I'll give him a pass because we were sitting on his car. He, he wasn't a fan of that. Yeah, he asked you to get off the car. Get off, get off the car. Didn't know it was his. It's a brown Holden station wagon. It sounds like a Mill Hannah car. Um, we're going to move what I wanted to see into a pre-match uh, on Twitter format. So we're bumping that from the podcast, Timbo. So I'm going to need you to send me through the day before the game, you too, Fab, something that you want to see. Just one thing. And it can't just be a win. No. Okay. And you can expand on it to have a few little, you know, Subsection. paragraph of like, we want to see this, 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 this. We're texting this to you. You are right? texting this to me and we will publish it the day of the game. Okay. Like it. So then, effectively, the run sheet's done. I want to see we're just seventeen go through goals. Not even that. No, whether not we even hit that. those? No, no, no. We just no. We're just bumping that segment. And okay. We're, we're, the segment is migrating online. Okay. I want on Harry Mackay to kick seventeen goals <laughs> on the line. Yeah, you take that segment and you put it on the line. Do you like that, Fab? You yes, like that movie, like don't that you? One. What movie is it from? The Internship. Yes. Yes. Wedding Crashers was such a huge success. We're going to wait twelve years to do a sequel. Kind of cause no, no, no. I, I wasn't a big fan of the internship. I yeah, like the intern, which yeah, is the do, Robert De Niro is, and Hathaway an, movie. An incredibly boring. Oh, it's not movie. really one of my movies, but it's just it looks good. I don't know. It just makes you feel good when you're watching it. As I just said, though, it was strange that we have we strike gold with Wedding Crashers, and then we're going to wait. It's, light, it's lightning in a bottle. We're going to wait eleven years to put these guys back together yeah. to do something. They were in other films together, Starsky and Hutch. That was before, I think. That's, anyway, that's Vince Vaughn's, like that's the pinnacle of Vince Vaughn. That's Vince Vaughn's era. Wedding crashes. No, wedding crashes. That's yeah, that's yeah. his performance. Oh, they're gonna say like old school Starsky and Hutch. Good for wedding yeah, crashes. Yeah, no, that that's his obviously his era. But for me, it's you're talking about new school Vince Vaughn, not old school Vince Vaughn. <laughs> he look he looked like he'd be working out <laughs> with a personal trainer. <laughs> I like uh, the breakup. That's with a, Jennifer Aniston. That's a yeah. He's saw, good in I that. Saw a, uh, that's saw an entourage. A, I saw her with her hands down. Uh, Vince's pants at forty deuce. Yeah. 
<laughs> Both of them. <laughs> His little chip ins are all just irrelevant. Ah. You indicating MF. Mm-hmm. Chicken salads now. We're going to talk now about uh, the skipper, of course. So, yep. one place we can start. In absolutely peerless form um, to start the year, Fabaganouche. He's powerful. Yep. He's covering the ground beautifully. Maybe they've actually found that balance. Remember they spoke about stripping, trimming him down and stripping weight off him, but he lost his grunt. Yeah. They've obviously found... It's perfect. ...the balance between covering the ground beautifully and maintaining power. I don't want to give credit because I actually don't know, but I'm going to pose it, and I don't expect either of you to answer this, but is... Andrew Russell? No. The midfield bloke is back, Amos. No, 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 no. Tim no. Clark. Tim, yeah, Clark. Tim Clark. Clark. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, just Dale Amos, please. Um... Tim Clark. I've never seen someone go into bat harder for Dale Amos than you last year. You were at pains every time you were thinking about maybe saying something negative of going, I don't know the guy. Like, because I don't. He might be doing a good job. Yeah. But deep in your heart of hearts, you no, were like, he's, he's a fraud and he's shit. And I was like, just say it, Fab. Cripper's best football came under Tim Clark. Clark. Yeah. And now that he's back at the club, and maybe it's just that Tim's just said, look, we, we know what works. Let's get you there again. And Apart from, he's had the kicking boots on, except for Saturday, he missed one and then went with a kick around the corner. I'm like, Cripper. Nailed it. Don't, yeah, I know, but don't just go back, get the set shot. You're doing it well. But I think he's been practising both and he just, he looks confident with it, but, both in play and set shots and yeah. and, and a confident, confident Paddy Cripps is dangerous. dangerous. Paddy oh. I just feel Timbo, like, you know, with regard to his movement, He's just covering the ground so much better than he has the last two years particularly, um, which means he's getting to more contests, which means he can contribute more meaningfully. Um, when he gets caught, he just gets out of tackles too. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, 35 touches, 10 clearances, a goal, and you would imagine Three brown low fourth votes. best on ground. And he's Well, I think last week's a tricky one. I think last week he will vote. I think he'll poll. I think he gets BOG last week. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Kick three. I wouldn't be surprised if he did, but we have been beaten pretty mm. comfortably on the night. We've lost by five odd goals. Oh, yeah, but they don't have a standout. I know. Under I the old, and, under the old and system, and he gets seen. under no, the old I get system. That, but don't, don't, don't get to your little Herald Sun guide and have the flames yeah. for the game against no, the Dockers. I, I think you'll no. poll. I know what you mean. But he has started the I season beautifully. We'll get to you in a minute, Tim. Fab's just making. No, it and I'm saying under the new system where the umpires look at the stats. I don't know if they do. They oh, do. please, they do now. They do. Yeah, I don't they, know. Do. they do. They do. Whatever. Diesel 94, Cuda Diesel, 2000. Diesel 93. That too. Cuda 2000. Jody. Cripps 22. They're in, he's in, as you said, he's in peerless form. You know, they're, they're the sort of, that's the form he's in. What about Juddy 2011, 2012? Pretty good. 11. Pretty good. 11, he was amazing, but the fix was in when he didn't poll early. And he went, ah, oh, yeah. They've, I think actually even Jared Waitley goes... That's the overcorrection yeah. for last year. They've they've sandbagged him early. When did he win? No, sorry, sorry. He won in 10. 10, 10. So it's 10, 11. And yeah. he was better in 11. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was giving him 11, 12. It was um, 10, 11. But better than this, I think what's really good about Cripps in this form and what's really important about Cripps in this form is it actually allows guys like Walsh and Chera to get off the chain. Yeah, definitely. It, it gives them a bit more freedom. It gives them a bit more space and a bit more scope because he mm. is getting the attention. He's yeah. getting the physicality. He's getting the bodies. And I don't know about you, did you see an increased quality in Sam Walsh's output this week? Because I thought I saw it. Yeah, no, no. See, some people are kind of taking that the wrong way. I saw on Twitter. I don't know if they were directly referring to us, but I was like, 
No, no, we're not saying Walsh is playing poorly. No, 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 no. no. We're just saying that we're not getting the bang for the buck yeah. that we have in the last couple of years. He's getting it. He's helping us, but he can do more. Yeah. And, and I think it's his body and his current condition that's not allowing it. So I just think in time, and we've said we've continually we've said it for about three weeks now. He's rehabilitating while playing, mm. but the quality of output and a little bit of power and a little bit of you know the finish and all that sort of stuff. There was a little bit more, again. It was north. So maybe that's the fact. Lads, <laughs> but it's the kangaroos. But he looked better. Hundred percent. He looked improved. But well, going back with the Crips thing, his form is allowed. If we were, if he was down, or if he was in last year's form, and we weren't winning as many games, I think the heat would have come for Chera, as people would have said. Oh, is this bloke as good as Carlton thought and what have? Like Zach Williams, we weren't going as good last year, so a lot of light came on. Hey, Zach. Adam Sard, oh, the, you, you're getting big bucks. I like Chera's game. What do you? I'm yep. not saying no. I'm not saying Adam Chera's not playing. You know, you know whose game I did like. Zach Fisher, Matt Kennedy, Matt Kennedy. Uh, look, I think it's a weird one with Kennedy. It almost feels a bit like, and this is the balancing act that we've got, is that a Paddy Dow can't get a look in. Um, Kennedy arguably plays better individually when Hewitt's out. Well, I think there's a, the recalibration. There's a responsibility, a, mm. a role, and a responsibility that's a great problem to have. It's a terrific problem to have, and and I almost feel like a couple of these decisions that are being made, we don't we're not wanting all of our big bodies in at once. So if if George Hewitt's a bit NQR the week after Kennedy's been a bit NQR, it's they're, they're sort of it's a little bit of big bodied midfield by committee mm. rather than running them all. It just seems like we're managing a few of them, so it's just it's something to watch moving forward. Are, are, they, are they resting other guys along the way as well? I think they're still figuring out the mix, the best mix, because yeah. we haven't, you know, Hewitt misses, Kennedy missed last week, Walsh missed one, Cripps missed one, Chera, Chera missed, missed one. one. We've only played. <laughs> shout out to Pierre because he told me this. We've only had ten players play every game this year. That's go. fascinating. Uh, that's a good stat. But obviously, in the end, Matty Kennedy had twenty-four touches on the night, eleven of which were clearances. So that's a pretty it's a pretty compelling stat. And was back running on top of the ground as well. Yeah, and it feels like, too, when he's at his absolute best, he... Becky Lynch is back, the man. It's really loud. Sorry. I actually thought that was another blues were back. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, when that rings, you're not missing it. It's like frightens you into, like... You know when the phone rings, you're like, Jesus. Oh, Fabs, where's he going? Oh, no, he's leaving. He's leaving us. Um, well, he didn't rate uh, the game of the firemen, so we can probably... Talk about that amongst ourselves. Feynman Saad, just breathtaking footballer when he's in absolute sort of full flight and top form. And surely his start to the year has got him in AA contention. Unquestionably. He is... We, we've said before, when we recruited him, we, what we had... When I say we, football supporters had salivated over was the get the ball midfield or back of centre take the game on, take a few bounces, kick goals from 50. And he was doing that a lot at Essendon. What we'd never really seen was a lot of the one-on-one defending, the the desperate covering for teammates or cutting off or taking marks, tapping it onto himself. He is, right now, he is the all-purpose defensive footballer. And he is... And the best thing is, he really, really cares. Like, he plays... He plays with a phenomenal amount of intent, desperation, desire, and he's 
And he's not a guy that I would have considered as being a leader per se. Um, but the but the way that he's setting the example and people I think are he gives following his teammates him, an awful amount of confidence and comfort. It? Just the way it? that he plays, and and I think, and that's before he gets ball in hand, and and the, his comfort, his ability to be able to run and take the game on, and not get caught, his ability to be able to hit targets, uh, and bring other people into the game as as it progresses, he is, you know, he's. I feel like very to, impressive. A really important part of what he does when he plays well, and when he plays like he has been. He actually allows, or should I say, sorry, I actually have to reframe this. I thought that a guy like Lockie Plowman, who's more sort of defensively minded, defensively orientated as a first response, having him in the team, and people could hate Mr. Plow all they want, but having him there actually allows Saad to be more aggressive with his positioning, to track up the field a little bit more, to launch from further out, which gets us more ground again. Correct. He can be that sweeper because Plow's got the small to medium... Covered. Covered. And it just sort of goes, from a balance perspective... It works. It works. It works really, really, really well. It really does. Um, On plow, unorthodox, sometimes unconvincing, but strangely effective. And I thought he was all right. I think people hate him. That is... That's just how they're coded at the moment, but I thought Mr. Plough was not bad. Is it a bit of <laughs> bit of both? Is it a bit of people are a little harsh on Plough? And, and you have a it's predetermined. You have a bit of uh, like a his. You you do love him. His, You've no, got a bit of a man crush no, no, on Plough. No, his pass mark. I'm just not unrealistic with what his pass mark is. I I don't I, I just grade him. Go. What are you there to do? Have you done it on Saturday night? He did. Everyone else would be going. Oh, but he didn't do this. But he didn't do that. But he didn't do this. And you're going. He did exactly what they needed him to all night. He was great. Um, what are you doing? Fabian's going again. Um, special shout-out as well to Doc, uh, who is absolutely flying at the moment. His form is um, a really wonderful story and something that I think, not taking for granted, but I think you, you sort of the, the image out of the game was him and Cunnington. Unbelievable. But then he ends up going and playing another superb game. And yep. you're sort of going, that's a great image in isolation, but his form is the story. Absolutely. He's been phenomenal. Yep. No, and, and look, you know, and a shout-out to Ben Cunnington. You know, you don't wish what he's had to go through on anybody. And the last game of footy he played was against us when, you know, he was he was a key reason why they cut us up. Um, to, so to see him on the sideline and, and you really desperately hope he can get back and, and do well. But just obviously it's a very small fraternity between himself and Doc. Um, but to see those two together and... And Jesse Hogan? Ta- um, yeah, Jesse, Jesse Hogan I think, I, I think yeah, yeah, possibly. But ultimately, yeah, just to see the two guys sort of really, the kindred spirits, you know, happy for one another, or, mm. you know, obviously, you know, Cunner's happy to see uh, uh, Doc doing well and, and Doc taking the time to make sure that he's okay and too. I suppose hopefully he, Cunnington, hopefully not far behind him. Desperately hoping that he gets to play good footy again. The other big plus, of course, was Harry and Charlie. Um, again, the double kraken, the double kraken, <laughs> and the dual kraken. Um, just a really solid night for the pair. Uh, Harry was superb, kicked four goals, took a game high, eleven marks. Um, and some of those marks, like, brilliant. They were real. You two idiots said you wanted him closer to goal and all this kind of stuff, <laughs> and you were like, mm. no, pushing up. Yeah, you know, he was, but he was dominant in it's there. Brilliant. Like this, you know, you. There are things you can do on a football field that makes oppositions go, oh, there's not much we can do there. And when he really rises up and takes those big clunks, you know, I reckon opposition just go, 
Can't stop it. We, we've got no counter for this at We've all. got this guy's exact opposite. And he never plays. Um, he's like the, the evil Flash, the reverse Flash. Um, Charlie as well. It's, he's a funny one at the moment, Fab, because he's sort of on the periphery somewhat, but he's kicking his three and his four and a five the other week without actually playing full four quarters or tremendously well or looking terribly convincing. And I know that's the biggest backhanded compliment of all time, but yeah. it's an unbelievable positive. That's great because when it does all click for him, look out. he's going to go absolutely off chops. So Bunter. there's times where you look, you look at the game and you think, I felt like Harry's had a better game than Charlie, but statistically, well, he did. Charlie's, um, no, no, I'm saying not just this game, but mm. statistically, Charlie's better. Well, that's it. And ultimately, too, the big thing for us You're is... You're still a bit fumbly, Charlie. Yep. Yeah, but the, look, the big thing for us and them is just learning to play with one another and the leading patterns and what my role is for this little period and who my opponent is and how I can do a dummy lead or how I can block or we did a bit of flying for the same ball um, early in the game, which which we need to to put a pin in. Uh, Timbo, you mentioned earlier front half pressure. Once we got that game going, it was great to see. Um, Always was super industrious, as were Durden and Martin. Um, I thought this was typified. There was a passage play in the third where we won repeat um, boundary throw-ins deep inside forward 50, just with tackling pressure, get the man out, you know, you, if you want to kick it, you can kick it out to no one and we'll just come straight back in. Uh, 17 tackles inside 50 to 5. Fantastic. Yeah. Look, I, I wrote Barometer and the two guys that I wrote were Fisher and Martin. I, I just feel like they seem to be reflective of where we're at. You know, if they're, they're on and they're working and pushing and putting effort in and being dynamic and creative, we're a better team for it. Um, but you're right, Owies Owies have eight tackles. His pressure was exceptional and he, he can mow them down from behind. He's he's really on at the moment. And while he doesn't get a lot of the footy and all that sort of stuff, uh, yeah, as you said, pressure. It's phenomenal. a conversation about roles, isn't it? What's he there to do? I was using the hashtag throughout the night, Fabaganoush, use the users, because yep. Fisher and O'Brien, when they're running toward goal, ball in hand, we look better. Absolutely. Absolutely, Get them the ball, and that's what I was. I was savage a little bit last week on on Zach Fisher, and I think you needed to be because he was just unsighted. But he his best is too good, and, and, and he just showed this week when he's involved, we are so much better. The barometer, and unlike see, Lockie was playing more that outside spacing winger, whereas Zach was cutting inboard and just he was lined to goal, killing it, killing it. The only thing he didn't have, he didn't have like if he would have topped that off with like a goal. In the game, mm. then I, I reckon it was almost a complete performance by him. I, I really liked Zach Fisher's game. He's still, in relative terms as well, because of his botched development. He's, he's uh, not David Caruso down at the Carlton Football Club in that regard, but because of his botched development, he's almost like he's a sixty or seventy, whatever he is, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 20, 6 year player. But um, it's like he's a third year. He's player. like he's a third year player. Yep. It's like a few of those goal um, GWS guys that were spat out of their system. So unprepared for what an actual AFL football club environment is. Yep. I agree. So, so you see the flashes here and there from Fish, and we've seen them for a little bit. But he's, as you said, his upside is such that we've just got to keep going. Uh, another man whose upside was, I think, on display for all to see on the night was Lewis Young. Growing in confidence, always reads the ball really well, clunking it. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, I think he tied with Adam Saad for the most uh, intercept marks intercept on the ground. Marks, yeah. And he and, led. And, and, 
trusting his kicking as, as well. Like he'll, he'll take a kick. Well, he had 12 touches, 100% disposal efficiency. Here you go. Uh, and he led all comers on the ground with nine one percenters. So from a big man playing an intercept role in defence, that is a pretty good night's work. And very unlucky to fall foul of TDK in the SI Morales. Yep, yeah, I, thought I can it, agree with that. Very unlucky also to get a week. Are we touching on this? To date. No, he'll, he'll, they'll get off. So we're just going to bypass and think they've just they've Crusoe stuffed this up. Well, it's been the, AFL, be a, the AFL probably should have withdrawn the charge. Well, it's been deemed to be high impact, and I don't that, I, I don't understand why. You can't if you bump something. And, you the know, ball's within five meters, so that's legal. He that's hasn't right. taken him high. You, it's called um, a well, bump. It's been, it's you, can't judge the, you can't judge the severity of a bump on, he, on impact. If you got him high, different story and what have you. Yeah. But if you do it a perfectly to the body bump. You can't say, oh, you can only go so hard. Because everyone, everyone can absorb it differently. Well, Timbo spoke last week of the um, conversation overheard by Denzel between Werribee player and... Uh, Sotomarco. Uh, Michael Sotomarco. Um, one of the best things I've ever heard... Didn't you drag yourself? He said, get off the field, Sotis. Um, one of my favourite uh, interactions I heard on the football field, Carlton were playing Essendon, 2014-15-ish. Um, Brock McLean tackled... Brendan Goddard, MCG, out on the wing, just above the benches, tackled him. It was a good, hard, like, lined him up, and Goddard got the ball sort of – he was in a bit of trouble, hospital hand pass, and he got the ball, and, and Brock got him, got him to ground. Whistle goes, free kick uh, Essendon, and Brock goes, well, what for? And the umpire, I could hear it, umpire goes, you hit him too hard. And Brock McLean goes, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> 50, demonstrative. Like, I agree. What does that mean? Yeah. And you that, hit and him too hard. Yeah, and that's that was the feeling is like, you, you you hit him and you hurt him and he you're goes, going, so the fuck what? Not high, <laughs> not in the back, the ball was there. And yep. the person he hit, and as I said, Cam Zerha said Liam Jones into the next week. All right? How long was he out for, Liam Jones, with that concussion? That when about six. About six. Yeah, All right? That was fine, apparently. Yeah. And I was glad it was him. I was glad it was him. Because he was, he was hurt. He was genuinely hurt. And I thought... Yeah. But he came back, he played, and he kicked a goal later on. So how is this high impact? Like, if you'd busted his ribs, if he'd gone off... Oh, hello. Oh, it's another 90s banger. It is another 90s banger. You've, you've relaxed on the uh, the dance. Mate, the 90s has multiple genres. I know, I know. I'm going to send you a list. Hold on. I don't need a list. I'm giving you, you a list. breakfast at Tiffany's. Deep Blue Something. I was going to say Tal Backman. That's uh, She's So High. <laughs> that might also be getting a go. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> Why are we playing 90s bangers, Sean? Because the Blues are back, baby! <laughs> That's, that is the right answer. Um, Jack Carroll... Denzel gave us the inside goss last week and his boy came through. A very strong first showing. Kicked a goal with his first touch. Yes. First yeah. kick, first touch. Got, well, he touched it and he got creamed. Jack Watts style. That's not a disposal though. That's no, no, no. But, they, but the, our players went to him, picked yeah. him up, supported him and he went again and yeah, good on him. I, I, you were going to say love then, were you? I'm loving what I'm saying. Okay. I'm oh, 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 19 touches, 411 metres gained, had three goal assists. Yep, that was the bit that I liked. There was a, there was a pass and there was a handball that he gave and you just sort of thought, like, we, we've 
pumped flip up um, Sam Philp, and the two games that he played two years ago, he just didn't find the pace of the game. He, it, it just wasn't in step with it, and that's fine. You is know, he still alive? He is still alive. He's playing, doing good things, playing sort of midfield, half forward, mm-hmm. you know, kicking goals, impacting. I think he's developing fine, but he's he's got a bit to go. Yeah, very hairy forearms, is all I remember. <laughs> High on he testosterone. Had the extraordinarily large, <laughs> fake, yeah, like dimmies like, and forwards. Yeah, it was like they picked Carlton up the Vic John. market on the yeah. way. <laughs> But uh, but no, Carol Carol again. It was North, so we we take it all with a grain of salt. But he's got he's he's got the AFL pace. I think what was good too is, and this is always a really good indicator, not just for a first gamer, but for anyone. Um, took eight marks, which is sort of a, a really good way to how how hard are you working? It's work rate, isn't it? Yeah, you're taking eight marks. You're working hard. Yeah, and particularly when you're in kind of the half forward in the front. You're not just getting the switches across half-back. Yep. Um, but, you yeah, know, a good game. And, and a really um, – you mentioned Philp. I think Philp's debut was in a kind of a – Essen? It was Essen. It was against Essen, but it was a sort of like a high-stakes kind of we've lost a couple, we need to get a win, we'll throw the kid in. This is a good night to that, throw a debutant yeah, in. Absolutely it is. The, the best thing about it is when he Unless, kicks the goal – Unless, of course, you had North Melbourne debutant who <laughs> ended up oh, yes. limping from the ground in a hunched shoulder. Yeah. Only just Getting cheered for kicking it out of bounds. <laughs> with, with the Carroll goal, when you when you sort of watch it, there's the succession of handballs and then he kicks it around the body. And just in the – when you watch the replay at the on the right-hand side of screen, you just see – Harry Mackay, who's 15 metres away from the ball and just the fisters in the air and just the delight of all the teammates. Like, it was good footy. Doing but, it together. But doing it together and they all got around you, so I thought, they're the sorts of things, they're the moments that, you know, you know the team is humming when it's when You know it's the working. podcast is humming when Timbo inadvertently stumbles into a segue because the next heading was flying the flag. Yep. Um, it just gives you energy, it gives you camaraderie. Doesn't it? Defend your mates. The Larky on Young was a great example of that. The guys, as soon as it happened, Plough was all over it. Absolutely. And it was, that's bullshit. Yeah. And it was get into him. Yeah. And it was make him... That's and rip his shirt off. Rip his shirt off. <laughs> but it was, it was a really good moment of... Um, you Uni- expect, unity. You expect nothing less. Plough was like a wild bridesmaid at a bachelorette party. <laughs> was. Get that off! <laughs> and what was good... Then Weeders to, to finish it off. Oh, yes. And, but do you see the emotion on Weeders' yes. face? <laughs> well, I think he was very frustrated that the Suvalaki had gotten some extremely soft goals. Yeah. Oh, especially the one in the second quarter where he comes across the front. What about the the, one, what about but that the, was smart by Larky. What yeah, about the one where that. they all flew and he just stayed down and got the cheapie out yeah, the back? <laughs> yeah. We had two key defenders, and the bloke who ruins it is a bloke I love in Liam Stocker, but Stocks comes in. Don't go, mate. <laughs> We've got two on one, and they look comfortable, and he comes and just takes all everybody out. He's like yeah. the bowling ball. Yeah. Comes but, through. Um, um, then lastly, finish it off is the heading I've got here. We had 100 more disposals. You need to be doing something with those touches, and in yep. the end, we turned it into a good win. That's really pleasing because I didn't just want us to fall over the line. No. Just get over the line, well, by 14 or 15 points. We needed to go on with it. Um, we had 18 more inside 50s, 10 more clearances, 14 more centre clearances, and then you couple that with 94 uh, more uncontested touches and 34 more marks. And that's telling me one story and one story only, and that's there's lots of space and we've got lots of ball. Yep. So use it. Um, we actually, I think we spoke about that against Port. Similarly, we had really good statistical dominance, but... Just not on the scoreboard. Not on the scoreboard. Are we looking end. better at Eddie Head than we are um, on... Uh, it, it, is the confines actually starting to suit us? Is it no, the other way around? 
Or is that... Uh, Maybe. I don't know. Mm. Or not a large enough sample size. That's, that's a big Gary Lyonism. Our best footy sample this size. year has probably been at Marvel. Have we only played two games there? No, well, pre-season game against Melbourne, we looked good. And we were... Uh, dogs were good. Mm-hmm. And... Obviously, you know, we've had a solid win against North, so... Timbo has enough sample size. He's just going for it. I like it. Statistically, <laughs> not that's not a big enough sample size. I don't care. <laughs> uh, the chicken shits. We'll get through these quickly because we want to be positive because we've had a win and there's a core of our fan base who just want And we also want to keep it tight tonight's episode. It'll be tighter. Oh. <laughs> um... Lack of composure and imagination early in the game was a bit frustrating. We sort of touched on that earlier. Um, it was a, sort of an annoying game to watch in that we couldn't control the ball or the field. We couldn't get the ball outside of D50. I thought their shape around stoppage was making it really difficult for us, um, particularly once they had it in their front half. Um, you know, That's against North Melbourne. We really stand to struggle Fremantle last week against a team that is very well organised in their front half, um, and we just resort to no composure. Yep. Basically, just hacking it out. Uh, defensive solidarity, certainly early. Fabaganush, you mentioned this on the text. Um, it looks like, and fairness it was, when you throw Plough in, when you throw Stock in, when you throw Lewis Young in, it's a very inexperienced back six together. Yes. And it looked that way. Absolutely. It looked look mismatched. Oh, mish. Oh, yeah, I can't say it. Not good. No, there's like a word I'm trying to say, like mishmash. Mishmash, yeah, yeah whatever. Mishmash that's what works. you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. There's a pick and mix defense, but it's settled. It's settled. Yeah, and the f- and so the annoying thing was, and I felt that you just give them cheap goals because of that. It was the yeah. first time I reckon for the year almost that Weeders had a little bit more freedom. A little bit, a little bit more. Maybe because of the opposition, he felt I can move around a bit. And North still tried to go corridor and they had forward handball and those sorts of things and it just meant when it was, when the ball did move fast, um, our defenders battled. But mm. Does that but seem to be the trend for that's football. the so-called developing teams that if they're going to lose, have a crack? Just maybe. Maybe. Don't go conservative. Just go through. Yeah, don't go go through. Well, and I think too, against a team like us, they probably feel a bit more emboldened to have a crack. Yep. Whereas if they play Melbourne, they played them a couple of weeks. Was it that a couple of weeks ago? The West Coast keep making the same mistakes over and but, over But, you know, you just again. get smacked yeah. if you try to play an open, expansive game against a Melbourne or a Brisbane. Yeah, Whereas against right. us, you can probably roll the dice. And you end up, you go, we lost by 50. They only probably played 40 minutes of real good footy. But a better team... We'd have drilled. Would, would have done it for longer apart. and killed us, yeah. And we um, could, could have won by 70 if Harry just got paid the marks that he took. Yeah, that was pretty ordinary, wasn't it? It's very, all very frustrating. Um, and then last chicken shit here. I don't know if we've actually got any. I haven't checked the phone since we've been recording. Um, the injury to Liam Stocker is a chicken shit. We don't know what it is. Don't know what I'm it's kind of hoping like. it's only like a sprained yeah. AC joint and he only might miss a couple of weeks. Vossi's press conference, and I know it's... Take it with a grain of salt. He said it seemed to... Not be as as bad as. In the end, I think that be. they wouldn't challenge his suspension anyway because he's probably likely to miss. Well, he's going to miss his week regardless. Like, if they challenge it, apart from the cash, could he can he can he be upgraded? Can he get more? I don't think so. So challenge it because doesn't that go on his, his ten, record and his loading no, and all no, that other no, stuff? No, it's not a driver's license. It's not Vic Rhodes. No. Don't you get? Don't you get like a? No, they got rid of that. The bad yeah, record. No, they got rid of that years ago. So just save the ten grand. Don't worry about it. If he's going to miss this week, that's fine. Yeah, ten grand. It'll appeal. I'm pretty sure it's ten minimum. Yeah, I thought it was. 
Who are you paying ten grand to? Yeah, well, they got to well, they got to get the tribunal in. They got to pay the all that. So you, you know, you're paying for the to put the spread on. Someone's getting a kickback, but who knows? Yeah, they own the stadium that's hosted in, so yeah, exactly. Who's, who are they paying? I don't know who's renting that. Yeah. But that was a bit of a sour note because you thought it was great to see him back. And the hit, did he he get, some, and it was good physicality. Did he get hurt in the hit? Yes, it was a good hit though. So he did some nice things, but he then gets down he low down. and he just he just. Ooh, he's just, there are guys that use their body well, and he's one of them. Yep. So we went over the SI Morales Memorial Buster Nut Trophy earlier, giving it to TDK, of course, and we needed a good performance from him, especially in light of struggles against Gold Coast and Frio without Pitto, um, or Pitto sort of waylaid. Um, both of those sort of results were highlighted by a lack of competitive edge at the ruck position. Um, we got dealt a bit of a good hand when Tristan Cherry, you know, Tiff Cherry, gets ruled out. Because that just means one less big body to, to worry about. And they brought in Callum Coleman-Jones. and Wasn't like, he supposed to be the second coming, this bloke? Yeah. And then, oh, Richmond yeah. was so disappointed to, to have lost him. Mm. He doesn't look... No. He's a work in progress. Just because you're in a good system doesn't mean you're a good player. Simba, he's a very, very, very much a work in progress. He doesn't look... They made it sound like they'll, they'll you know, giving up Simon Madden. Yeah. No, yeah, but then when when you've got a player that you, you are trying to get a decent trade for, you're always going to talk his value up to be able to maximise what you can get. Mm. Like Jimmy Garoppolo is like the second coming oh. of Tom Brady. Oh, so. Simbo, Christ. give up on your Niners. Didn't you trade 15 first-round picks tra- for Trey Lance. Lance, a guy that hasn't thrown a football in uh, Ask Simbo like... how Debo's going. Fine. Fine, yeah. Be, be good at the Jets. How is Debo going? Once he's, out, he's got a year to go on his contract. He's getting paid three and a half million, and he wants De- out. Debo doesn't want to run the ball for three and a half million, and he'd rather sit out. And uh, and 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 apparently, what we've offered, why are these he's guys not being satisfied? Why with. are these guys just like Debo? Your next deal is going to be good. Well, he wants. He's trying to get the deal now. Yeah, but if he gets hurt, but I don't care. Give you know, him the deal now. My, my ideal. No, but this is the thing. You're the the, the old Jerry Reinsdorf one was brilliant when he goes. Or the Scotty Pippen. And he goes, This is a bad deal. He goes, But don't come to me wanting to renegotiate it. You signed it. If the balls weren't winning titles, Scotty would have pissed off. But just go, This is a bad deal. Just go, You've signed the deal. Go, You have to live with it. But Timbo won't admit this. He is 50% of their offense. They lose him. You can jerk yourself off about George Kittle all you want, Timbo. Without him, you are. Timbo's hands are above the table. You are nothing. Well, he. This has become a 49ers podcast. <laughs> I was going to say, that's the... Uh, the red and white. Or... The gold and red. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're entitled to your opinion. And he had a very, very good season. That's why he was an, an all-pro wide receiver. God forbid we use the man. This is, this is one of the great... Have you ever seen The Big Lebowski? Yeah. He goes, that's just like your opinion, man. It's like that. He goes, well, that's just what you believe, I suppose. I, I, I just can't believe that Sydney... And St Kilda kicked the ball so much. I thought you were going to say Tony something Lockett. about Debo again. <laughs> no. I was like, Sydney and St Kilda? Yeah. What the... Yeah. Sh- they kicked it to Tony Lockett far too much. Yeah, yeah but Tony, a- Lock- Tony Lockett got paid to kick goals. Yeah, well... Oh, hello. Oh. Oh, the Wallflowers. This is a fucking monster. Pete's convinced... That Bob Dylan's son. ...that his dad wrote it. He probably did, because they didn't write another good song. Engine doesn't turn. I'm going to make a claim. I reckon this is. It's a great song. I reckon this is a top five '90s track. Oh, wait. 
It's in the conversations of top ten. Yeah. People forget how big it was. It was massive. Yeah. Have you seen uh, The King of Staten Island? There's a scene where they're at a, the firemen are at a bar and they're singing it. They don't know the words. Yeah. They just go... And then when they get to the chorus, that's the only bit they know. That's a lot of songs, though. Absolutely. This is a, an all-time 90s banger. Why, Sean? Because the Blues are back. Oh, what a track. Sums up the blues. It's got to be something better than in the middle. I'm hearing you. Ah, what a tune. Do you know what else is a bang? I don't know why this song always reminds me of... Hey, Leonardo, she likes me for me. No. That might mm, be on the By list. the Crash Test Dummies. No. It's um, Eagle Eye Cherry's Save Tonight. I don't know why. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not even remotely the same song, but... When I hear that, I also then have to play Save Tonight. It's probably, it was probably the next song on your mixed tape. That is true. So just uh, doubling back with the S.I. Morales, um, TDK, great effort. Um, needed to nullify uh, Goldstein's influence, absolutely did. Finished with, um, I think Goldstein had 36 hitouts, TDK and Coleman Jones had 20, but uh, TDK had 11 to advantage, which was uh, best on the ground. Important. Um, now it is time for... You've got mail. Mm. We do. I've got to find the page. Here I love it is. how you've just come. You're just an emoji now. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm settling it down. I'm just going. Next week, it's going to be an empty tweet. <laughs> People get the gag. <laughs> you either get it or you don't. Uh, I got Dom in the den here. Will Setterfield's played 48 AFL games. Paddy Dow's played 60. Jack Carroll's played one. How has Carroll? Or sorry, has Carroll gone past him already? That is premature in the extreme. <laughs> <I was gonna laughs> Yeah, I think it's gone early with that one. That's extremely early. Look, he had a very good debut. Um, something for him to really build on. Um, but the point is well made. It's uh, interesting. Baseless, but <laughs> yeah. Look, I mean, Jack Carroll. When did he come to us? Well, he was like pick forty-four two years ago. So this is second year. Uh, yeah, so it's the same. As, he was the Corey Durden draft. So I mean, look, he he wasn't poisoned. His development. No, not at all. Wasn't he wasn't drinking, you know, mercury laced, you know, Gatorade for five years. Yeah. yeah. Um, and being stalled. And, and he was a guy who was rated like twelfth or sixteenth best in the draft by some pundits. We couldn't believe he slipped to us. Yeah, yeah. correct. And every, every player we've ever picked, we, we, we just couldn't believe he was still we there. We couldn't believe he was still on the board. We used two picks before him. How is Blaine Bopal still pick, here at the early twenties? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Pick one, Sam Walsh. Couldn't believe he was can't there. Can't believe he was on the board. I would say that. <laughs> I would love to Dead do said, it. Dead set, I'd go, couldn't believe he was still there with that pick. That was a fantastic get for us. <laughs> uh, what's the question, Sarah? Tell me. Um, Mark Prentice, why are people being critical of Jack saying North are a shit club? They are indeed a shit club. Well made. I mean, it's, I mean yep. that's, what more do you want us to say, Mark? You've hit the nail on the head. Um, and in fairness, I reckon Jack, as a player, has probably been asked to absorb a greater amount of abuse than the average footballer because of who he is, where he's come from, and all that sort of stuff. Yep. And so when somebody's gotten into him and unduly, he's thought, nah, stuff you, I'm giving you a bit of a mouthful. And Did you see the interview after the game on 
that atrocious TV show. It, it's just, I'm stunned that it hasn't been cancelled. My television was still on mute. Um, <laughs> it was better. They interviewed him after it's the game. It's better as a silent movie. They, they brought up the whole thing about his dad not cheering him again. Like, that was pre-season yeah. two, two years ago, mate. Just move on. But You know what it is? You know why the, the front bar works? Because they found a little niche of retro oldies, you know, flashback footy, and they speak to these sort of almost mythological figures of the past who didn't live through the media, mass media era that we live in today. And it was it was kitsch. And it's it was like cu- playing catch up. It was yeah. kitsch and it was cute and it was fun. And you're like these terrible footy variety shows mm. where, oh, we're talking to Jack Silvani. What can we talk about? Can we, what can we talk about? Oh, yeah. Remember that? Remember that video from like four years ago of Sauce just sitting there? Show another one of him running through the banner at his dad's. Yeah, show another one of that. And you're like, um, but they did ask him, which I found funny. Oh, you know, when you. You know, go to footy clinics and what have you, and you know little kids come up to you and ask, you know, what position do you play? What do you tell them? And he just just goes, Ruckman. Yeah, <laughs> I found that funny. That was the last thing he said. Yeah, we've got the Maltese Falcon. I think with our personnel, we'd be better off going with Lob on a wing and a rotation of Walsh, Chera, Carroll on the other wing. So with that being said, should we stick with two traditional wings or Lob plus one of those three? I think at the moment, there's a question here which I'll try to give credit to when I find it. Um, we'll double back to it. But finally, Tommy Williamson got a run on the wing in the twos. Having He should have been playing there for three years. Um, he's a more natural if they want to go with two. Yeah. He's a more natural than the others. Personally, I would like to find a way to put a guy like Dow in the team and have Walsh on a wing rotating in and out. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's so challenging with Walsh because, because Hugh McCluggage is what you, Sham Walsh can do. What Hugh McCluggage does Sh- Sham Walsh. Sham Walsh. Fuck hell! I don't know. I'm just the Sham Wow. <laughs> Maybe that could the be Sham Wow. Remember that? And the other one was the Slap Chop. I don't remember the Slap Chop. <laughs> if you're too lazy to chop things up into little cubes. <laughs> you put it in the Slap Chop, and it does it. I, did, oh, I don't know. It what came that. in like different sizes, and you what just, about Chef Tony? He was cutting everything. <laughs> He's cutting his shoes up. And stuff. <laughs> what are you doing, Tony? <laughs> I'm not going to put it in my casserole, <laughs> Tony. Jesus Christ! <laughs> this knife cuts shoes. I just needed to cut meat, mate. <laughs> I don't even need to cut meat most of the time. <laughs> just cut a piece of bread. Ah, oh, shit! You see less of that these days. It feels like that anyway. It's because we've got more. Options like when you're younger, you turn it off. No, no, but just in general. Yeah, late at night, you're going. I suppose it's Kickstarter. When SBS has given you nothing, you're kind of looking for it through infomercials. <laughs> Can I? Maybe I do need that. <laughs> when we were younger, Rene Rifkin. Rene Rifkin. <laughs> yes. I thought I could trade stocks after watching him for half an hour. Or Tony Robbins. What about Big Kev? <laughs> Big Kev's gone. Rest in peace. Jeez, he, that got sombre very quickly. He wore, a, he wore a blimp on the on Bert Newton show he once. He did too, didn't he? That it was, old, it was massive. Yeah. Old Moonface is gone as well. He's yes. gone. Tim Shaw from Demtel is still around. <laughs> and Belvedere has moved on to Fox footy. Yes. He works on 360. I saw that. Christ. What about, uh, who was the other guy? Um, oh, no. I'm just trying to not. He wasn't trying to. He wasn't trying to sell his stuff as such. But uh, old mate Tom Petrov, uh, Petrovsky from Comsec. <laughs> yes. But he started off. He had a nice hairstyle. He looked yeah, well he was, groomed. He was balding, and then and all of a sudden, like a nah, vagrant. Mate, he was balding, and then he turned up with like a Davy Crockett style raccoon on his head. And you're thinking, Tom, <laughs> and mate, the beard, and the beard. He looked like Richard Kimball from The Fugitive. Yeah, he did too. And he you're like, too. get someone off the street. Oh, that's him, Tom Petrovsky. Tom Petrovsky, and it was yeah. like. It actually got to the point where you might be giving me good information, Tom. Yeah. But I can't <laughs> I'm help. Not listening to I'm it. not listening because I'm sitting there going, "What have you done to yourself?" Comsec, Tom Petrovsky. Accept defeat, Tom, gracefully. 
But the point was... Do you ever remember... Sorry, this is digressing and I apologize. <laughs> just a tad. That, that TV show where people would ring up. It's like... Up late with hot dogs. Is that what... Like, Hello, who's there? And then like... <laughs> <laughs> like you're trying to guess a word. Yeah, yeah up late, the up late game show with hot dogs from Big Brother. Wow, wow. And the, who and was the, the blonde girl and who the used quiz, to host it? And the quiz aspect of like trying to solve this puzzle was always yeah. impossible. And she used to say, Hello, who's there? And it, oh, is it... Is it an F... <laughs> like no, no. You're like damn it, <laughs> we go through every. Thank you for your eighty-seven dollars for that phone call. <laughs> but uh, it was Wordle before Wordle, most likely. It was a little bit, but mm. it was like I just remember sitting there watching it. It was impossible. Like you'd kind of be trying to think through all the options. It was on after Big Brother. Yeah, it was the Up Late Game Show with yeah. hot dogs. Are you paying? Who was any on attention Big Brother? Here, Fab? Oh, leave me alone. The people of this generation don't understand how good. Like the first iterations of Big Brother were, were yeah, brilliant. Before it was corrupted by yeah. fame-seeking dickheads trying to get something out of it. When it was a genuine, no one really knows. First couple of seasons were brilliant. No one really knows what it is, how it's working. There was, and it was on every night. Mm. So and they didn't have to invent all these other like things to do in the house. It was kind of just Friday night games. So yeah, Friday night. Games. Friday night games was great. But, uh, Big Brother up late. That wasn't bad. Big Bro- <laughs> How old were you when Big Brother Up Late was Old on? enough. <laughs> uh, so thanks for that, Maltese Falcon. We ended up talking about... <laughs> Nothing. What slap, was his question? Slap Chops and <laughs> Rene Ripken. You started talking about Sham Walsh and just threw it into <laughs> reverse. Rifkin. He had these beads. He just kept flicking. Was Rene Ripken the guy that... He brought Manny Man United, United here, yeah. yeah. And then well, I've got all the... Like, <laughs> one of my favourite Fabian stories of all time was that he went into the change rooms or something. Yeah. That was the... Inf- was that the yeah. next night? No, no, no. It was, the, it was before that. The week before. The week before. We did some um, We did some recon, by the way. Uh, no, no, Fa- no, no, no. Fabian's direct opponent on the night was awarded the Neil Danaher medal for best man on the ground. <laughs> no, no. Tell the story. I mean, Timbo, I've got to tell you this. This is a... Um, um, so we're at the MCG... This is the night of that infamous game. No, it's the week before. It's the week before. Yeah, but this is where you went into the rooms. Yeah. So I'm in the, the rooms. The United game was the week before Fab's yeah. parade game. And I said, anyone's in there, any rubbish. Yeah, he wanted garbage that the team may have left Strapping, behind. anything. He may have even said one of my favourite sentences of all time. He goes, I don't care if Nicky Butts dropped a turd in the bin. <laughs> I was like, what? I want it. <laughs> well, how, first thing first, how do you know it's from Nicky Butts' bottle? Uh, I would d- DNA. But <laughs> the game, the, so the Thursday like night. It's Priscilla Queen of the Desert with the Abbott <laughs> Thursday night or Wednesday night, the training session, I'm there. We've gone off the rocks here, haven't we? And I've gone to get, my cousin Michael's got the <laughs> autograph pad. And United are training and they're all there. And I'm like, and I'm at the fence, and Michael's on the other side. He's like, oh, I'm better positioned. This is where they're coming in. I'll get all the autographs. So I'm left with nothing. And guess which way they come, Timber? Your way. I got nothing. It got to the point where a few players went, oh, you've got nothing in your hands. I'll move on. Wes Brown felt sorry for me. Shook my hand. Wesley. Wesley. By the time Michael actually got a signature, it was Mark Bosnich. Oh. And I love Bosnich. <laughs> I've still got it. <laughs> I've still got it. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's like... I could get I could get Bozzers pretty much at any time. You could I reckon you could tweet Bozzer and he would send you <laughs> like a, he, he would ends just, every tweet with for a fee XMB. <laughs> we know it's from you, Mark. It's like you don't have to sign your. It's a Twitter account. So um, like I, I I tweet FG when I take over the Prendergast just so you can know it's me. Yeah, it's unnecessary. I love Bozzer though. He's uh his treatment's not working as good though. What's that? The hair transplant. Yeah, he's thinning out like at a rapid rate. He fell asleep. 
<laughs> he slept in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the Champions League a couple of weeks ago. Oh shit! <laughs> he was supposed to be. You had one job doing the <laughs> buzzer. You had one job to do: wake up and come into the studio. Got Rob G here. What does Dow need to do to get picked? Walsh, Cripps, Chara, Kennedy, and Hewitt have all missed games and still yet no Dow. Although I don't watch VFL from all reports, his form has been good. What is it the coaches want to see from him? And then the big goose. Uh, June uh, chimed in. He's been My boy. good in the VFL. His disposal has been high and his work rate's been incredible. Um, generally, his disposal has been good. However, his work in traffic has been exceptional. That's uh, some good intel from the use. Mm. But on Rob's point, we're in, a, we're in a really delicate situation with Dow where he has been playing well in the twos. He is out of contract. We're actually getting to the stage where he won't down tools as such, but he'll kind of go, well... I'm going to move on. Absolutely. And but what, if he makes that decision, there's no recourse for us. Where do, you, where do we bring him in? See, this is the thing. I just think there were opportunities. Hewitt goes down, Kennedy goes down, and you go, they're, they're the opportunities yeah. to play so we, him. When in. we've had those opportunities to play him, we 100%, haven't. 100%. We haven't. And now the players are coming back, it only makes it's that going to be harder. harder. Yeah. So I think we're in a really delicate position with Paddy, where we actually do need to find a way to reward him sooner rather than later. Otherwise, we risk... We did this with Lobb last year. I thought Lockie started the VFL season really well last year. Didn't reward him. And then when the inevitable dip came, it was like they went, oh, well, there you go. See, he's not playing well. Yeah. You know, well, you mm. should have played him four weeks ago when he was. Yeah. So... Yeah, you don't want to disenfranchise him. That's that. That's your challenge. Because, look, and we all love Paddy Down. We want to see him do his best. But he does look like that footballer that, for his career to be kick-started, he's probably going to have to be doing it somewhere else. But... You want to give him games. You want him to put him on show, remind everybody what he's capable of, and then hope Paddy Dow's the sort of guy that's going to say, you know, not or not say more importantly, I want to go to Geelong or I want to go to Richmond and, and nominate his club and just say, Carlton, do the best deal you can get for me. I'll play wherever I can because I just oh, want I don't to think he'll do that. I think he'll be going to I Richmond. Um, Lenny Dill's got in touch. Lob comes in, hits some smaller targets inside 50. Opposition defenders start covering more of the space in 50, and suddenly our tools have room to lead. Hmm. It's funny, that. Correct. We've said yeah. that. And it, 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 Jack Martin's work rate in the last fortnight has been where it should be. I'm not going to go overboard and say it's been exceptional. It's where it should be. Well, it's he's really... He, he's franking everything that we thought that we knew about him, and franking. and he not... not uh, you can thank Brendan Gale for that. What, franking? Frank, yeah, Brendan Gale said that. That's said something when really I did my tax. The, form. My, the franking credits on the shares and stuff. Like, I, don't, I don't get it. Well, that's different to what I'm talking about. Uh. But anyway. <laughs> um, Michael but it's Curry. Been good to see. Agree. Michael Curry, who I saw yesterday. His uh, daughter uh, plays for the Hawthorne women's team. So I saw him yesterday. It was really good to have a brief chat with him. Unfortunately, we are going inside. Uh, what did you think about our game style after half time? Thought we changed the way we played. Use the width of the ground a lot more. Instead of going down the line all the times, our wings held their positions and were actually utilised. Yes, it was almost like they figured that's a better way to play football than just yep. kicking it to a pack against the worst team in the competition. Yep. Very well said, Michael. We'll look for Tim W's got, what did you think of Lobb's positioning? We kind of touched on it a bit earlier, didn't we? Uh, positioned himself along the boundary. I saw several instances where a player looked at him but decided to kick it inside 50 to a contest. Given he's an elite kick, why would they ignore him? Um, no, I think that it's a bit more about teasing and balance. Yeah. yeah, teasing. He might be there for the purpose of making the field really wide, not necessarily to get a touch. Yeah, 
if that makes sense. But it was a good observation all the same. Um, yeah, and you don't want to be going exclusively to him or you no. start becoming predictable. And that's, that's, that's all you need. You, you, you need. you need the opposition to be on tilt just enough to say, I don't know where they're going to go. Mm. And have them being reactive all the time because we're taking we're yeah. taking ownership of the game and uh, taking the initiative and they're on the back foot. Hundred percent question, especially with our forward line. You know, we we get them on tilt. We've got them wherever we want. Would Samo have been a good option on the wing? Um, I don't think he has the speed. It's just quick. I didn't. I'm not. It's not a. Feel for Samo. I think he's just going to say, lurch I, from I, one poor team to another and be out. He just thinks that's football. Without getting, getting smacked every yeah. week is that's that's just it is hard to watch because the talent that he had uh, and his best football, he it's very he, good. He should be playing better football than he is at the moment. And look, very dysfunctional in his last couple of years with us. Super dysfunctional at the Eagles at the moment. It's he, he's um, landed in couldn't have landed in two worse spots. Back-to-back, really. Probably, yeah. Uh, Sean Wales, does and should Carroll become a priority over Setterfield for the rest of the season in terms of his development? I think, at least short-term, absolutely. And then now it's over to Setters to... Light it up in the resis. It's over to Setters to go back to the twos and, and put together a good string of form like they've made all other the other guys do. Yep. And we'll go one more junior, Oos. After seeing all the Carlton people interviews and fab on the jumper punch, I think it's only natural that the Prenders progresses to a fly-on-the-wall type visual recording setup. Hopefully it's achievable in the near future, given the editing involved and the time required. That was my question for you, Oos. Who's going to do all that? Is it going to be old mate this guy on the switcher? <laughs> well, you've, we've tried before. No, we didn't. Oh, not visual, but we've tried to go live. Oh, we could do you that. You know, Goz texted me after he got, we got off the phone. He said, silly question, but can I listen to the podcast live? He, he could have, theoretically. We could broadcast live. But to do that... <laughs> We've said that a couple of times. You know, there's nothing stopping us, to be honest. The ability to do it is stopping us. No, we have that. We tried, didn't we? A couple of times. Some people could hear us. No, nah, I figured out that was just the setting on the mixer, okay. which was a very easy fix. Was it this mixer we had though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just—it was literally just cha- changing a line. Yeah. We might do, and I wanted to. Do you get know what we could do? We could go TikTok live or whatever, and have the TikTok live or Instagram live or whatever, and just have the a camera while we record. I'd, have, if, to, I'd have to put pants on. Yeah. What if I want to sit here naked? <laughs> um, what we might do actually. And I wanted to do this in pre-season, but these two couldn't get their lives and shit together, is maybe do a, a mid-season report card in a series of, uh, like, vignettes. We might do some videos. What's a vignette? Short um, videos. It's like a, um, a sauce, I, I, I sauce on a salad. <laughs> I thought it was the filter that made the edges darker. <laughs> That's sort of what it is. Timbo loved that jet gag. I hope the <laughs> listeners heard it. Um, so we might, yeah, we might do a... Timbo's gone with a vinaigrette. Vignette. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, yeah. well done, mate. Oh, no shit. Thanks for cracking Actually, that one for us. <laughs> Oh. You spoke about old mate Alan Turing before. Thank God he was in the room to explain that joke for us. Um, yeah, so we might do a, a mid-season review style, little talking heads sort of thing Yep, for a video, maybe. Okay. Um, excellent. That is the end of the show. Oh, um, there we go. We've got to the end there, and it's we're a little bit shorter than last week. We're not... <laughs> Not the amount of <laughs> brevity I was hoping for. but My mum and dad are back from Launceston tomorrow. How are they okay. in relation to COVID, Timber? Well, they've both got it, uh, but they've both recovered, so they're good. So it's nothing. How'd the yeah. bowls go? 
well, COVID was the winner. Let's yeah. let's just say that. Colour COVID won two ends to nil. Yep. Excellent. For me, Sean Peterbutt, it's been an absolute pleasure. I've just stolen your line inadvertently. Um, <laughs> to have you listening to us today. Well, give, give him my one. Hopefully you made it all the way through uh, Arrivederci Regazzi, of course, <laughs> to everyone out there in Radio Land. Um, Radio Land. Tim Davis. Always a pleasure, Sean. I, hopefully your vinaigrette is uh, very zesty. You're an idiot. And for Fubba Ganoush. Oh, great track, Joey Esposito. Arrivederci ragazzi. Go Blues. Let's go.